troop after troop, one brilliant colour after another. The Queen smiled and nodded her poor, tired head. So the fifteen-year-old Virginia Woolf recorded in her diary the sight of Queen Victoria on the day of her Diamond Jubilee in June 1897. Then all London came out to honour Britain's longest-serving sovereign. The march past and open-air ceremony at St Paul's Cathedral marked the century's high point of imperial bombast and national self-regard. Victoria herself recalled it differently. No one ever, I believe, has met with such an ovation as was given to me, passing through those six miles of streets. The crowds were quite indescribable, and their enthusiasm truly marvellous and deeply touching. For the Queen, it was another spontaneous display of the mystical, organic bond between sovereign and nation, monarch and people. Elizabeth Longford's biography is a masterful chronicle of that intangible sentiment which existed between an age and the individual whose name came to codify it. It traverses the vast terrain of 19th century Britain through the institutional, political and personal history of a remarkable, combative, fearful and contradictory empress. I had a suspicion that the Queen was not such an abysmally solemn, unqualified Victorian as legend portrayed, was how Lady Longford described her initial motivation for the book. In these pages, she sought to transform for the reader Victoria R.I. from a severe, time-worn effigy into a human being who had once lived, feared, fumed and forgiven, just like one of themselves. And she did so with incredible perception and verve. On the bicentenary of the birth of Victoria and Albert, this biography continues to stand as a compelling portrait of Victoria, yet to be rivalled in both its mastery of source material and intimate sensibility for the subject. However, if the work feels less revelatory today than it did at the time of its initial publication in 1964, then that is partly because Lady Longford's ambition has been realised. It was desperately appropriate that the young Virginia Woolf had stood among the crowds at the 1897 Jubilee, for it would be her generation and fellow Bloomsbury Group intellectuals Lytton Strachey and E.M. Forster who would do so much to rubbish the 19th century in the public mind. They condemned the Victorian era to a caricature of hypocrisy, prudery, mill owners and Methodism. Elizabeth Longford's life of Queen Victoria dispelled that lazy myth and formed an important component of a cultural reappraisal of the 19th century, which would find multiple outlets in campaigns by John Betjeman to preserve Victorian urban architecture, the popular work of the Victorian Society, the bravado histories of Asa Briggs and academic scholarship of the Victorian Studies Association, and a swathe of more sympathetic books, exhibitions and films covering the 1800s. Most recently, for instance, there have been the films Mrs Brown, 1997, telling the story of Queen Victoria's personal friendship with her Scottish ghillie, John Brown. Young Victoria, 2009, exploring the early years of her marriage to Prince Albert. Victoria and Abdul, 2017, charting another monarch-servant relationship this time with her Indian attendant, Abdul Karim.
Alongside those, there has been the BBC programme Looking for Victoria, 2003, based on the actress Prunella Scales's one-woman show on Victoria, and the remarkable success of the ITV television miniseries Victoria, 2016, created by the TV producer Daisy Goodwin, which turned the life of the Queen into a never-ending soap opera. None of this modern Victoria industry could have existed without the work of Elizabeth Longford. Historiographically, her breakthrough was to gain unique access to a great swathe of new archives and personal journals written by Queen Victoria, transcribed and heavily edited by her daughter, Princess Beatrice, and held in the Royal Archives at Windsor Castle. 